Guys, welcome back. Swing Space Radio, episode six. We're going to talk this week about the waste management open and a few fun things that we got ourselves involved with last week. On the line, William Leaf. I'm Dan Trainer. Uh, William, live from Jupiter, as always. What's going on, guys? So we've got some fun stuff to talk about. We got some random things that just kind of went on last week. We're going to recap Tory Pines, which I actually was there on Sunday. It was kind of a fun time. Yeah, uh, tell me about it. Well, I mean, it was it was kind of a random thing. So, again, for everyone that doesn't know. Uh, we're both from Minnesota, and I'm right now in Minnesota, and we're going through quite a cold streak here. And so Friday, uh, I texted my wife and was like, hey, how about we go to San Diego this weekend? Because uh, I knew, that obviously, the tournament was at Torrey Pines, and I knew that this week was going to be so cold, and it was freezing on Friday, too. So I was just like, let's just get out. Let's just, let's go. We're was it, was it the cold is that what kind of made you guys decide that you're just like it's gonna suck so let's go yeah no seriously you texted was... me last minute and you're like should i go to tory tomorrow and i was kind of like <laughs> like yeah <laughs> but like you know what i mean though like right, we, sure. i could have seen you saying that just like dreaming but right. um i was shocked yeah <laughs> i saw that you were going no it was like i said i mean that was part of the reason that i was just like well San Diego, I mean, we can either go Saturday or Sunday and just go watch golf. So hopped on a plane Friday night, went to San Diego, got tickets uh, for Sunday, and ended up going and watching some golf on Sunday. It was really fun. Um, yeah, you got some, for like the people that saw in our story, you got a lot of good um, good video, too. You had a great spot on 18 tee box, seeing those yeah. guys tee off in a, in a shot that matters, too, which is pretty cool. Right. And that's so we got there uh, kind of late in late in the day. So I think when we got there, Tiger was just getting to his fifteenth uh, hole. Uh, mm-hmm. So again, it was kind of late in the day. The leaders were probably already finishing up their front nine ish. I would yeah. say. Um, mm-hmm. And so what we did is, you know, my wife has never been to a golf tournament before, and so she's kind of like, well, we should probably go find Tiger. <laughs> so that's what we did. Yeah. Uh, we went and and sat by six green, which obviously, again, I, you know, every single yeah. person on the course is is sitting around six green, was lining it, the fairway. Was it busy around them? Oh yeah, as always. I mean, it's just I've just that's, I've never been to a tournament that wasn't a major. So I was curious oh, really? to like, yeah. I mean, it's I've been to a couple of these. Um, Mm-hmm. I've actually been to the one we're going to talk about today too, the waste management. It's waste different, management. right? I mean, like the majors, it seems just packed everywhere. Like when Tiger's playing in one of these tournaments, it's just like everyone's around him, which is kind of nice. If you only want to see a few shots of him, you can kind of go post up, and that's exactly what we did. So yeah. we we watched him on six. Uh, we watched his drive on nine, and then right there, everyone's following him down nine fairway to go watch him finish up his round. And it was like, oh, 18 T-Box right here, right next to 9 T-Box. It's like, uh, uh, there's going to be some cool shots hit here for the rest of the day. Because obviously, yeah. you're going to have guys standing up there with driver needing to make a birdie or trying to make an eagle to win mm-hmm. some money or to get, you know, to make a little bit more money of the week for the week. And so yeah. it's like, guys are going to be pounding driver. 
share a little that story about uh, Billy Horschel. It was pretty interesting about because, um, as you know, uh, from people that don't know, I guess hole eighteen. It's it's a long enough hole, and the second shot's over um, a pond. So hitting the fairway and having a chance to go for mm-hmm. it um, is essential. You can't just blast it anywhere. So tell them that story yeah. that you told me. Yeah. So Billy Horschel and I told William this. Uh, after we we left, that Billy Horschel was one of the more interesting guys that we watched come through. And, you know, we were there. So we were there probably from when the leaders were on 11 through when they hit their tee shots to go down 18. Um, You know, watched a lot of guys come through. And Billy Horschel was one of the more interesting ones because, again, we were standing right off the right side of the tee box. Literally, I could have bent over, reached out, and grabbed some of these guys' ankles. Um, And so Horschel was having... Yeah, well, I mean, I was thinking about doing it to Tiger on nine, but I think I might have been shot. <laughs> um, but no, Horschel and his caddy were talking. You know, Horschel comes up and he's standing there, and there's guys still in the fairway, so he's he's kind of having the conversation out loud of, should I hit a cut here? Should I hit a draw? And his caddy's just like, well, you know, how are you feeling? And he kind of went back to. Um, you know, he kind of mumbled what hole it was. So I don't, I, I couldn't exactly grab what hole he was, but mm-hmm. he's like, you know, I, I just want to hit this cut like I did on, um, you know, say it was six or yeah. whatever, right. That he had, yeah. talk, he had hit before. And so, you know, he, he's like, he, he, they both decided, yep, yeah, we're going to hammer cut down the left side. We're going to aim right off of the right edge of the bunkers, which again, for any of you that know Tory Pines and know the know the hole like it's a great it's a great shot setup right you want to avoid those bunkers and the the thing that we saw kind of all day long was guys hitting it left because they were scared of going way right right i mean um there there is you saw that in the majors too i think tigers hit it in that bunker on the left quite often And, and when he did make that famous birdie he did hit it in that bunker too yeah, and the hole just sets up, it seems like, to aim left, right? I mean, it doesn't, it's a straight yeah. hole, but like how the trees are kind of set up, like there's there's trees on the right side that just make make it mm. fit your eye a little bit better. Where the shape of not, it. The shape of it, even if it even though it's straight, it just makes it more comfortable to be aiming left. And so we saw a lot of tugs uh, that just kept moving left or uh-huh. didn't end up moving back right. But yeah, Horschel is kind of like, hey, did I, you know, should I hit this cut or should I hit this draw? They decided on the cut, hitting on the on the left side, and it was just funny because again, you know, you and I have talked about this a lot in in yeah. both of our games. It's like, listen, this isn't this isn't a game of hitting perfect shots, right? And so right. it was funny. He's talking, he's setting up, he's making cut cut you know swings, right, to kind of warm up, tease it up, lines it up, and makes a swing, and. He, the ball, he hits it down the right side and the ball starts drawing a little bit, right? <laughs> and so, and again, he just kind of like, he didn't do a club twirl or anything like that, but he just kind of steps off, gives the club back to the caddy and everyone's cheering. And I really wanted to be like, good mess. You know what I mean? Like, I really yeah. wanted to be like, nice mess. Because it was, yeah. again, like if you look at it, yeah. if you're just looking at the tracer, it was one of the better shots that was hit there, right. but it wasn't what he was trying to do. You know like I mean? toe ball. <laughs> right. No, that's Slight what it toe. was, right? It yeah. Was just, it, was, it was off the toe and a little bit of a push. And, yeah, and so that was kind of one of the funnier ones because you could tell, like, right. he was sitting – again, you, wanna, you don't want to say he was sitting there and acting because he's not trying to act for anyone. But he's no. just like, okay, whatever. Like, that's <laughs> yeah, a good shot. We'll it's like, it. yes, it is a yeah. good shot, right? But you've got a PGA Tour player 
who was playing on top, I don't, what did he finish he was in the top 15 of the tournament right top 20 of the he, tournament yeah yeah and he's stepping up to the last hole with needing to hit a drive calling for a cut off the left bunker and hits a push <laughs> off the toe right i mean like that again it's just <laughs> yeah it's, it's to me it's again it's we've talked about this before it's eye-opening to how many really 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 good golf shots there are hit in a round of golf even at that level you know what i mean yeah and we and we we kind of talked about it how i think a lot of times we put these guys on a pedestal like they're superhuman um things like that but from a ball striking standpoint like don't get me wrong they're obviously very good yeah but um, sometimes i think we apply unrealistic um thoughts on them and on their game like we just think they the guy who wins just like doesn't miss (laughs) but and it's just interesting and that's why it was it was fun to talk to you about it being there Mm -hmm. and kind of seeing that especially under the gun right like yeah it's a lot different hitting it on the fifth shot of friday or the fifth hole on friday versus the last (laughs) at the end of the tournament so no no, that's really cool you know saw a bunch of pole draws there um Mm -hmm. A couple just just flat out open face slap slices. So again, it was yeah, yeah, just wipey. Like it was, it was cool. It was fun. And I like you know again when you talk about ball striking, like it's just fun to watch different guys come through Mm -hmm. from that close, from that vantage point, and just know that they have to hit a good shot. They know they have to hit a good shot. Last hole of the weekend, right? It's the last hole. Mm Let's get another birdie, you know, make a make an extra right. 10, 15 grand here by a nice shot. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. really what it is. It's like, we're I'll come up here and hell, if I make an eagle here, like I'm going to make an extra, you know, I can make 40 right. grand with just a very good drive here. Right. Yeah. So it was, exactly. fun. it was very fun. Um, that's awesome. And obviously the day was beautiful. Torrey Pines, beautiful. San Diego is excellent. Um, so yeah, good trip all Justin yeah, Rose, it, he was the last guy, obviously, to swing that we saw. That was another interesting thing. Like, you think of Justin Rose as just kind of a steady guy. Like, I, you know, you look at him after a Thursday and a Friday round where he goes shoots mm-hmm. two under, three under, he's five under, maybe the leader's at 11 or 12, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, that guy's going to be right there at the end, right? He just pieces <laughs> it together, and he just does it every day. And so, yeah. like, again, you kind of think of him, and at least that's the way I think of him when I watch him, as just like oh, a steady yeah. guy. And that was one of the more interesting tee shots of the day. Like, he hits bombs, man. Like, the, the yeah. ball speed on that, again, I wasn't sitting there with the track man at all. Um, but the ball speed on his drive was up there. I mean, it was yeah, top seven or eight of anyone that I saw come through there. And there were some freaks that were coming through there and hitting shots. You know I mean? No Talking doubt, about right. Finau hit, um, Neiman hit. Uh, Rory come through there like you know Rory's otherworldly like that was that was yeah. quite an experience just to see him <laughs> on just cork one right but like again he was he was up there it was no joke um so that's, yeah again that's the, that's the thing like I don't know especially Justin Rose being a golf swing guy just talk about efficiency you know what I mean like he, mm-hmm. he's not wasting energy and it just comes out flat and fast yeah <laughs> Oh, absolutely. And then you just look at that. I think I posted that. His his swing was one of the last ones I posted to Instagram. I think yeah, I actually yeah. posted it to our regular feed. Like, he wasn't swinging. Like, he is not <laughs> He's not trying to crank the ball, right? <laughs> the yeah. efficiency you're talking about is absolutely it. Like, he is – it's an efficient golf swing. Um, yeah. So – I think it was – th- 
a cool thing about him, I think it was Saturday, he made two doubles. And yeah. still, like, and just to go back to your point about, you know, the steady Eddie, it's like, even though he had two hiccups, it's just like, eh, he just <laughs> keeps moving on, keeps doing his thing. He doesn't just For go sure. away. Like, he never does. For sure. So, Tiger, that was the other thing. Last week we had a bet. Yeah. The over-under, seven and a half under par. I took the under on that. Um, and when I got there, I believe yeah. he was at six. Yeah. Or maybe even had gotten to eight. And then on the sixth hole uh, that we saw, he hit the green in two. And I'm just sitting there like, well, shit. <laughs> and then he three putts. And I'm like, all yeah. right, all right, let's go. Like, I've never found myself rooting against Tiger. But there I am. Like, the guy's <laughs> 20 feet away. Like, hey, how about you go ahead and three jack this? That'd be great. I know. I couldn't believe it. I was like, uh, don't be this, this thing where Tiger like three putts and then gets like crazy aggressive and then makes some bogeys because he does that sometimes. You know what oh, I mean? He, he's way better at being uh, one up and just mm-hmm. uh, keeping so, the keeping the edge. But yeah, he made three birdies out of four on the on his back nine on Sunday to yeah, take me down. Dumb. Yeah, that was I'll unfortunate. <laughs> but good week at Tory. Uh, you know, yeah. sounds like you had a great week in Arizona with a bunch of guys. You can touch yeah. on that a little bit. Well, no, yeah, it was awesome. I met with a, a bunch of our players, um, and it was good. It was really good. It was awesome to be back with them and uh, kind of my first uh, traveling trip, you know, sure. where I was strictly teaching and I was busy, you know, a lot of 7 30 in the morning till dark. And but it was really fun. It was fun oh. to see people multiple days too yeah you know uh and that's kind of how we set up our thing right is to be mm-hmm. able to see people more than just uh once for an hour so it was really cool got a lot of work done felt like felt like we honestly did a you know a month's amount of work in a few days just because sure. we were just all focused and mm-hmm. got things done it was super fun everyone's doing that's well awesome. made a bunch of good strides i think i think we're going to get a lot of good uh feedback about people's games here in in a in a month or so so speaking of phoenix this week's pga tour event got the waste mm-hmm. management open one of the if not the most fun event every year on the pga tour uh overall one of the you know, best sundays <laughs> yeah you got, you got super bowl sunday it's just like a pump-up day it's not like it's not the it's not the golf you just sit down and uh take a nap for really for sure it's like this one's exciting and fun and there have been a lot of we'll talk about it but a lot of good finishes recent um years a lot of playoffs i think when you were there wasn't there a playoff between hideki and ricky i believe it was yep so i was Uh, there in 2016 uh super bowl sunday went uh we actually went on friday i believe it was Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday and hung out at the 16th hole all day, and then went back on Sunday uh, just just to go over there and watch a little golf before the Super Bowl started, and uh, kind of followed those leaders around. At the end, watched Ricky hit one in the water on uh, 16 or on yeah on no on 17, and yeah. then we sat. It was kind of the same thing. We sat behind the tee box right as he was putting, and had a look. Uh, or, so we watched Matsuyama tee off, then we watched Ricky come through, 
and then stayed on the tee box because we figured, okay, well, if there's a playoff, right? Yeah. We want to be on the box for the playoff to come through. So we just Especially sat there. And so we had on that whole suite too. Right. Oh, and that I was yeah. that was something I was gonna talk to. It was like, you know, everyone talks about 16, but 16, 17, 18 as a finishing yeah. you know, finishing trio of holes for a golf tournament. You could even throw 15 in there because 15 sure. is a uh, easy par five but it's kind of risk reward like i you know i've played there before and and yeah. 15, like there's water all down the left like you kind of <laughs> yeah. if you have to hit a good tee ball and you know if you hit in the water you're losing strokes big time because sure. these guys out there someone's making three but yeah it's a cool finish isn't it 16 is like a, fun because it's exciting but like from a, it's not a tough hole, standpoint right? like 17 cool man like yeah Pull that thing left, and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> Cause... Well, and that's the thing. And, like, it, 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 you look at it, and it's like, oh, this is an easy hole, right? But the way the green is actually shaped uh-huh. coming up the hill and where they put that pin on Sunday, like, way in that back. It's also, it's also not that simple either. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, as, a, as a pitch. Because the green's pitched uh, – or the green's pitched to the back. Yeah. So it's like it, that back pin, when people get the ball rolling on the green, their their balls will roll over sometimes and go in the water yep. too. So it's like, okay, I want to be aggressive and go for this. And I hit like a perfect shot right, right at the flag. But y- you know what I mean? You can't obviously control that with the three-wooder driver trying to stop it on that green. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's a cool and, – and you can't really bail out right because that pin is tucked back yep. there. Right. So. So overall, the field, you know, we've got the European Tour event over in Saudi where you got a lot of the top 10 guys yeah. playing. Um, so the field strength, it's still pretty good, right? You got yeah. John Rahm, Justin Thomas coming and playing. Hideki always plays well here. It's still a good field. Um, and it's, it's like I said, I mean, it's one of the more fun events to go watch in person that there is that there is on tour. Uh, so give a little bit of an overview of the course. I know we've been talking a little bit about it, but, um, you know, let's let's talk. Give me give me some yeah. more specifics. Yeah. So par, being a par 71 at uh, 7,118 yards, it's not very long for these guys, especially down in Arizona. Um, there's never any wind. I mean, this is dome golf at its finest. Whatever you hit your seven iron. <laughs> On Monday, and you find out the yardage. That's what you're hitting yeah. all week. <laughs> um, so it's a really easy course for these guys to to strategize around. Um, they, they don't wake up and all of a sudden are like, "Oh, like you know, this wind is blowing this direction, and it was supposed to be out of the south or or whatever." But yeah. um, they can they can plan. So it's it's it fits a lot of guys like Hideki. You know, Hideki is so kind of robotic, right? Like I wouldn't use creativity to describe his game um i wouldn't really pick him very much in a british open but sure. a, a place like this where it's target golf no wind know your numbers yeah that's why he's he's kind of he's the guy that you want to model around you know for yep. this place but um yeah one thing i thought was surprising about this course being that i've played it is it's tighter than i thought um there's a lot of tee shots that are pretty narrow, so driving is important. Mm-hmm. Um, second shots, though, are, are also very important. It's a pretty undulated course uh, mm-hmm. near the greens. Um, and also some some greens are sectioned off where you can have some nasty leg putts. So got to get into the right sections. You got to miss it in the right areas. 
However, chipping around here is about as easy as anywhere. The grass is so simple. These guys can get out of yep. uh, short-sighted areas quite easily. So we'll get more into that. But overall, it's it's definitely a ball striker's place. Most guys are going to putt okay because there's no grain. There's you know, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty straightforward. Um, so the guy that's stuffing it, you know, I, I like that guy who's going to be able to hit his irons very well. Yeah, it's like we said. I mean, it's Phoenix. It's the beginning of February, and like the weather's <laughs> the weather's not going to be a problem here. Kind of right. to go into what we were talking about before about the exciting finishes in recent years. There is a prop bet. Mm. Oh God, you're for will there be a playoff? <laughs> and last of uh, uh, the last three tournaments here have had a playoffs. Have had a playoff. Yep. Eleven of the last twelve tournaments here have either been a playoff or a one shot victory. That's kind of nuts. Phil won, Phil won a couple years back, and he won by four. Um, and when the court previous to that even, and I think they actually have updated the course since he won by four, but because yep. I think he was twenty eight deep or something like that, and they were just yeah. like, yeah, no, we're, we're not going to do that. <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway, so playoff, yes, is plus three hundred. So again, you put a hundred bucks on that, you win three hundred. It's to me that's again, I, it's not free money, but like again, eleven of the last twelve at this golf course have come down to one shot or been in a playoff, right? I mean, the, and, and what we were talking about before is those final four holes make it so make it so that again, last year Gary Woodland shot sixty four to get into a playoff, right? right? So it's like at the end of the day, like when it's coming down the stretch. You can make a move to get right back up there towards Lee. And just like Fowler in 2016, yeah, you, you can, can mess it up, it up right? Exactly. Like what you were talking about on 15, you can hit it in the water. On 17, you can hit it in the water, right? I mean, and, yeah. and those are two-shot swing errors, right? Like even yeah. par on 15 or 17 is you're missing, right? Like you are – No, you're losing strokes. And so, again, I like – Will there be a playoff? Yes, plus three hundred. I got some money on that this week. I can't wait till Keith Mitchell has to make a ten footer to force the playoff, <laughs> and he misses and lips out hard. <laughs> well, putting's been his his issue. So what you're talking about before, we'll get to Keith Mitchell. He'll be a big part of later in this podcast. Let's hop on to the favorites. We got our first guy, Hideki Matsuyama. That guy needs no introduction. He's been a right. beast here the last couple of years. Was injured last year, but he's twelve to one to win. Top five plus two seventy five. Top ten one plus one twenty. Give us a little overview of that. This guy. Yeah, like you said, his injury was the only thing that kept him from a three PP. Uh, he he did uh, shoot sixty nine in the first round too. You know he wasn't um, he wasn't losing any momentum. That's for sure. In his seventeen rounds there, he does have a sixty seven scoring average. Um, and he's got momentum coming off of Tory, where he shot um, or he finished T three. I don't know. I don't need much more. Uh, right. It's not much <laughs> more evidence to to why to pick Hideki Matsuyama. No. We all know that he's he's a great ball striker. He's mm, the closest thing, like I say, to robotic from a ball striking standpoint. Put no wind or no obstacles in his way, he'll be just fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, plus two seventy five, plus one twenty, top five and top ten, like. Listen. Gotta go for the win on that one. 
Yeah, even I, I mean, I would just hit all of those. Like the guy, exactly. Yeah, here, like just you, you lay a little bit on everything there. Uh, yeah. So let's get into the next guy, Tony Finau. He's eighteen to one to win, plus four hundred in the top five, plus one eighty in the top ten. Yeah, so I like him this week, not only because he's been playing well, but uh, his coach Boyd Summerhays is from Arizona. Uh, Tony spends a lot of time in Arizona. He's close with uh, Boyd's family. They play a lot of golf together. He's got a great uh, player in Preston Summerhays. Um, he's comfortable here. He's going to have a lot of fun. He's going to have a great place to stay. Um, if he ever feels like he's losing it with his game, he's got his coach there, obviously, to to talk through it. That's a huge advantage. Um, it's a familiar atmosphere, and a guy with that talent, I don't know, get him comfortable. Get him having him sleep well, having good breakfast and everything in the morning. He'll be uh, he'll be ready to go, and he's been nothing but solid. It's hard to with not For sure. with not that strong of a field, you know, as it will be later in the year. Uh, you got to take Tony, especially. I mean, to finish in the top five at plus four hundred, he's he's. I like that one. I think that. Yep. You know, he hasn't won yet, so we're kind of waiting for that uh, barrier to be broken down but he has plenty of top five finishes top 10 finishes and um he really doesn't miss cuts (laughs) so yeah and like you were kind of saying with this golf course get there on saturday sunday you can you can make moves um late in every round you know if you're hanging around two under you can finish those last four and people have finished it in four under quite often actually yeah so i totally agree with you he was another one like one of the guys that I was able to watch tee off on 18 last week. Um, just a talent, and, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's just, a, he's, An he's, he's another freak, right? I mean, like, it was fun. Uh, so Ben on is the, is the next guy. Uh, yep. 50 to one to win. Top five plus 1400. Top 10 plus 500. Mm-hmm. So this guy's a, this is going to be a little bit of a different description compared to obviously the Hideki's and uh, Tony Finau. But, um, a word I'd use to describe Ben on is gutsy. He's a risky player. He likes to take a lot of chances. And I, I like that style of play at TPC. We're kind of talking about, you know, those holes where you can screw up on the end. And he, he sure. likes to go for it. So that to me, that plays into his hand. He's going to be comfortable taking driver um, or three wood on 17, you know, and trying to hit that green where you don't want a guy on those holes. It's kind of like when you're watching that. Yep. Ah, should I lay up or should I go for it? Uh, I just think Ben Ahn is going to be able to take advantage of his style to play. He's comfortable. Um, he's comfortable taking the chances, like I said. And with no wind, his strategy is going to be able to stay solid throughout the week. Being a, being an aggressive player, you obviously don't want to show up to par fives that you're expecting to go for, and all of a sudden be in a 20 mile per hour wind and um, kind of throws you off your rhythm. If if you like to play that way. Uh, his golf swing is so good. He's he's a consistent ball striker. Uh, he's 15th in strokes gained tee to green last year. Um, that that just shows he obviously hits it well day in and day out. Last, yep. last week finishing tee 12 due to that strong uh, ball striking. Uh, and, and that was a really strong field in Dubai. I mean, that was uh, definitely a better field than Torrey. And mm-hmm. to go over there and finish tee 12, that's good momentum coming into a golf course where – he just gets to pick targets and, and go for it. So, Ben on. You heard it here. 50 to 1 to win. Taylor Gooch, 80 to 1 to win. 
top five plus 2,000, top 10 plus 900. This was a guy that, again, you know, you've you've liked this guy for a while. Um, yeah. He was another one of the guys that I got to see tee off on 18. He actually hit kind of a wipey. It was actually probably the worst drive of the day there. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah. I mean, again, he's he, not he, he, about he, it. <laughs> right. No, it's like. <laughs> But again, he he had a really good finish, yeah. uh, both at the Desert uh, Classic and at Tory. But give us kind of an overview of this guy. Yeah, so Taylor Gooch, I actually watched him in college. He he was really clutch in the NCAs. I forget what year it was. It might have been 2012 or 2013. He was the senior, um, and he wasn't the most known guy on that team. You know, Oklahoma sure. State's obviously loaded, but he was gutsy, man. He had the he won the winning point, and I think he came back from a big deficit. Um, he was fist pumping. He was excited. I just, I kind of liked that ever since then. Yeah. It's shown the way he's played in his professional career. He doesn't get knocked down by tough experiences, you know, like that drive on 18 or, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, like he's a guy that just can blow that stuff off and, and get right back to it. Um, he finishing, yeah, finishing T3 at Torrey is really solid. We talked about it. That's a hard golf course. Mm-hmm. You can't really hide out there. Um, He's hot as anyone right now. He's kind of like he's kind of like the Mark Leishman, where it seems like he just can't finish outside the top five. We've sure. talked about that. And um he's just mentally tough. I think that he showed a lot of promise at the Desert Classic, which is going to be similar to this event. Uh, desert golf, no wind. Um and he also played a golf course like Tory, which is really hard. So his his iron play is what carries him. He is hitting his iron so close right now his his putting doesn't he's not stressing over the flat stick because he is hitting a lot of greens and he's hitting them uh the close proximity Uh, and like i said leading the tour uh t to green and second shots that's that's a big one here at tpc and for a young guy young guy you need to be playing really well he's he's learning he's still learning but um since he's playing well that hides a lot of nerves or, you know what I mean? That puts a lot of nerves or um, uncertainties on the back burner for now. So you got to take them, take them while you can, especially at 80 to one. He could win. So out of the guys that we've talked about, Hideki and Taylor, uh, I've got both of those guys. I've got money on each of the 80 to one for Taylor to win uh, Mm -hmm. plus 2000 in the top 10 or top five and plus 900 in the top 10. You know, I think he's a guy that obviously, like you said, is hot. Uh, can do it here. He's got the <clears throat> the iron game uh, mm-hmm. where where we know that second shots are going to be a big thing here this week. Par four scoring is going to be a big thing. So <clears throat> yeah, I like I like all of those odds. Like you said, get on yeah. this while you can. He's not going to be eighty to one for much longer in these tournaments. Um, sure. So the next guy, next guy, Ryan Moore, one twenty five to one, twelve I... to one to be in the top ten, twenty five to one into the top five. Ryan Moore at 125 to 1. That's shocking to me. Five time winner on the PJ Tour who hits it so well. He's a great driver, iron player. He's a good putter. Um, the only area he really is lacking right now is the short game. But like I said earlier, chipping in Arizona, um, it's like chipping off a mat. It's, it's sure. easy. So I don't see the people that, the grinders or, or the people that get up and down from everywhere as a, is a strong suit this week. I look at more of the ball strikers because yep. there's ways there's ways to maneuver around the the short game. Um, 
some of his statistics right now. And remember, at 125 to one, he's he's a uh, 54th in driving, 36th in approach to the green, 145th around the green, like I mentioned, 19th in putting, and 18th in strokes gained overall. A top 10 looks really nice this week. Yeah, he's 25 he's a guy. He went, yeah, he went head to head with Rory at East Lake, you know, in the FedEx, and he was making clutch putts. Like this guy. <laughs> has played well recently yeah it's not like it's not like he's just disappeared um so 125 to 1 was pretty shocking to me so i think it's a good one especially yeah, yeah 25 to 1 for the top 10 um that looks pretty good i'm sorry for the top five that looks really good yes yeah, so let's get into the dark horse picks we got two of them matthew wolf is the <laughs> first one 125 to 1 20 to 1 to get in the top 10 50 to 1 to be in the top five Another OSU guy. Give yeah. us the uh, give us a scoop. The George Gankis product. Most people are going to know him through uh, GG Swing Tips. You know George Gankis is uh, Instagram, but he went to he went to college and people were skeptical about his move. He's got a very um, different looking swing, uh, but obviously George Gankis is really great and and knows exactly what he's doing. Um, but he's been he's been killing it. He was the freshman of the year. He's ranked number one in the country now. Uh, one of the players that I teach, Ben Siegel, who plays at Kansas, a great player in his own right. Um, he did talk about his iron play, how well his irons were. He said that they just never leave the flag, and that's been a common theme of what we're talking about here with proximity yep. to the hole. And I don't care where you're playing at. Winning in college, I played Division One golf and. It's hard. <laughs> the courses are yeah. hard. Uh, I would argue that a lot of courses he won at Pebble Beach. You know, Pebble Beach is much harder than TPC Scottsdale, and yep. um, that's just momentum in this game. And he's he's seeing shots right now and he's executing. So I don't think that you know his first start on the PJ Tour is really going to be a a big um, a big shocker to him. He knew it was coming, so he's he's prepared for it and. I want to. I want to take a chance on him. I want him to be the new uh, Phil Mickelson back in the day, winning as an AM. And uh, was that the Tucson Open, or yeah, uh, I believe it was. So yep. I don't know. He's got all the talent in the world. He bombs it, and like we said, this is dome golf. Pick your targets if you can hit your shots and see them. You'll be just fine. Plus one twenty or uh, one twenty five to one to win. Twenty to one to be in the top ten. Fifteen to one in the top five. Matthew Wolf. Next guy is Bud Colley. One fifty to one. To win the golf tournament, twenty-eight to one to be in the top five, fourteen to one top ten. This one's a good one too. Um, this is this is a guy. Also, he played at Alabama, and he was he was the up and coming stud. Uh, he's had some injuries that really derailed him for a little bit. Uh, hasn't allowed him to show his true potential. But I've heard Justin Thomas and Ricky Fowler talk a lot about how good Bud is and how everyone will find out soon. You know, people ask, like, who's the guy that you wouldn't um, think of that's just so good? Um, and they always say Bud. Uh, Bud kicks their ass supposedly back home when they play games and stuff. And if, you, if you're if you doing that, you know, you're not going right. the door. You just need a little bit of momentum on your side. And I think he had that at Torrey Pines. He, he finished T13. Um He's got a great golf swing, and his demeanor's awesome. He's he's one of those guys with all the injuries that's playing golf. Um, 
with a really grateful state of mind, kind of like Tiger is now, you know, like, sure. oh, I was injured. I didn't know if I was going to play again. Um, and I like that. I like that. He's just going to enjoy his time uh, with the perfect weather out there. And I think he's going to make a lot of birdies. I see him. I, I like this one more for the top 10 versus the win. Even the top five would be a pretty good one. Um, I see him building momentum off of Torrey Pines and uh, starting to show this year who he, who he really is as a player. You've talked me into it. I'm going to sprinkle a little bit of money on the top five and top ten with Bud Colley. So let's get into the hoax of the week, the Dan versus William leaderboard game. <clears throat> As always, the rules we have. Actually, oh, no, I'm going to say something. You can actually thank Keith Mitchell for this. <laughs> you you got saved. <laughs> you got saved by the sweep by Keith Keith Mitchell. JJ Spawn and Keith Mitchell both missed the cut, but they tied. No, everyone missed the cut. Literally everyone. Well, yeah, everyone of your guys is. But right. JJ Spawn was playing Keith Mitchell that week, and they both tied at 146. Great. Fantastic. Well, that sounds awesome. I would have sweeped your mouth if you wouldn't have had that time. <sighs> Congratulations on your win. I know. All right, tell them the rules. I'm sorry. I'm, Whatever. Yeah. So we got a couple different tiers. We do a bet for each tier, and it's just whoever finishes higher for the week. I went 0-4-1 as William <laughs> so generously uh, let you guys know. Keith Mitchell, who I'm going to maybe run it back again this week with, got me that one tie. Hey, that's important in the Ryder Cup. Yeah, not so much here in this. <laughs> so we'll have to let. Okay, let's let's update everyone on the running total so far. So Dan what? has five wins, and I have nine wins. So I had a few people requesting, just wondering what the total was when I was back in Arizona. So I figured we'd we'd update that, and we will start posting to Instagram Instagram a live leaderboard um, as There's we watch my number. Yes, there are. As no. my number is skyrocketing. Week by week. Good for you. Okay, so tier one this week. We got John Rahm, Justin Thomas, Hideki, Xander Schauffele, Gary Woodland, Ricky Fowler, Tony Finau, Webb Simpson, Phil, Matt Kuchar, Cameron Smith, who, again, if he wasn't so low on this leaderboard, I think I would have taken him. Adam, Adam Hadwin and Billy Horschel. Since you're the winner. He can't even make up his mind to hit a draw or fade, so I'm not picking him. (laughs) (laughs) Since you're the winner of the last week, go ahead and tell me who you got. I'm taking Tony Fino. Um, I just like him this week. I think that him being comfortable, being around his swing coach, I know as a player that would be uh, very comforting and would allow him to play freely. So I'm taking Tony Fino. He's my boy this week. Good for you. Well, I'll probably lose somehow with this pick because it's too obvious. But Hideki, I I just feel like I have to go with Hideki. I need a win here. We we went over this guy in some detail earlier, but again, one in 2016, one in 2017, took second in 2015. He ended up withdrawing last year after being injured. Played really well last week at Tory. Listen, I mean, John Rahm and Justin Thomas are both higher, have better odds at winning this golf tournament. 
I just don't. I don't. I don't see it. I I think this guy's the overwhelming favorite in my mind this week to take it home. No let's doubt. jump so, into let's jump into tier two. Go ahead. Go. Who do you got? Oh, you got it. All right. I got Chez. Chez Reeve. He was in a playoff last year, lost to Gary Woodland. He actually commented last year that he considers this his fifth major after losing the tournament last year. Last year. This guy is a uh, ASU guy. He loves this golf tournament, loves this area. It's a second-shot golf course, like we said. Um, he's ninth in driving accuracy, which plays into what William was talking about earlier with this course being kind of tighter than you know yeah. anyone might think it is. Um, and not only is he ninth in driving accuracy, he's fourth in strokes gained approach. So, again, he's a guy that has played this course well, loves this golf tournament, and his game plays into what needs to happen uh, to get a, a, a top five or a win in this golf tournament. I'm all over him this week. He's another one of the guys that I've sprinkled a little bit of money on win, top five, and top ten this week. Oh, so you're really letting it ride with Chez. Yes. Your boy Chez. My boy right, so Chez. I was going to pick Terrell Hatton. I think he could maybe even win this tournament, but I'm kind of scared that he'd break half his clubs because he's a psycho. <laughs> but I'm going to take Alex Norin instead. Um, he hasn't been playing his best, but he he's just good. He's flat out good. He's he's one of the best ball strikers in the world. Um, he loves to play that fade, which out here, it's, it's a good shot. Like I said, playing it a lot of the par fives and a lot of the tough par fours call for fades. Um, so I'm going with Alex Norton. I think this course sets up well for his eye. I think he gets his 2019 off to, off to a good start and building some momentum in this event. Whopping chess for sure. Yeah, no chance. Okay. Well, I went, I went first last time. (laughs) I went first last time. Go ahead. Tier three. Austin cook, just because he flat out stripes it. He's got one of my favorite swings on tour. Um, he's definitely, you know, with all the uh, lead wrist flexion, trail shoulder, external pivot, um, all the new terminology, uh, this guy could be a model for all that. He does it all as good as anyone. He's a winner on tour, a young winner. Uh, I just think he hits it so good this week that he doesn't even have to putt that well. And I think he, I think he finishes. Um, I, I do think he finishes in the top twenty for sure. So, because now we're kind of getting down here to places where you're looking for guys that can really take a top twenty, take a top ten, uh, to get above above the guy that you're you're, you're matched up with. I'm going to go with Lucas Glover. Um, mm. The guy's been in the top twenty in his last five starts. T12 at the Desert Classic two weeks ago. He's third in greens and regulation this year. Um, he just and, and, and I quite honestly, you know, I was reading stuff about about his relationship with his wife, and he just seems like he's in a better place personally. Um, it seems like whether or not it was just last year or the last <laughs> few years. I mean, it's, it's, you know, that story doesn't just happen. Things like that just don't happen overnight. They kind of build. Um, they build and then they blow up, right? And so I think just from a personal perspective, he, he, he seems to be in a much better place. For some reason, they renewed their vows and are still together, which... Wait, really? Yeah. 
So, oh, uh, whatever. He's I'm saying for sure this week. I was going <laughs> to say, I didn't, I thought, I thought they were done. And I was going to say, you know what? He's a U.S. Open champ. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be definitely gaining strokes on his personal life. Uh, <laughs> no. Strokes gained Apparently. You know what? He's happy with it. And that's all I, that's all I, you know, as long Good. as he's happy, I'm happy for Lucas. He's, yeah, like but she's not happy when he MCs. Right, <laughs> but they renewed their vows. They've gotten over their issues, and he's going to take a top fifteen here and pound Austin Cook into the ground. Lucas <laughs> Glover, I can't believe this. I didn't know they got remarried. I, this is the most mind blowing <laughs> part of the podcast to me. Like that defines that defines all sanity. Of I was reading it, and I was just like, "Dog, you're a U.S. Open champion. You don't need to deal with that." Didn't she, she like beat up his mom? Uh, <laughs> kind of like, she was, like that. Really? No, I think she like freaked out on her mom, yeah. was super wasted, and then like started beating on him. And then because he came he out. Well, again, yeah, yeah, because she was like, "You're not good anymore." And what's going on? Why aren't you good? And I'm gonna beat <laughs> you because you're not good at golf anymore. <laughs> kind of crazy, right? I mean, like, but makes sense. <laughs> kind of crazy. <laughs> whatever uh but yeah so again they renew their vows they've supposedly you know gotten past their differences yeah, oh, a couple of interesting comments in there were about how he like couldn't comment on the fact that well she didn't actually attack me yeah. we just talk about it with the ongoing investigation and suit yeah. so it's kind of like hold on hold on hold on Wait, you couldn't talk about this because you were maybe in a lawsuit with your wife? Like, I, I was just confused as to what he was referencing. Like, why couldn't they talk about it? Why couldn't they just come out and say, yeah. no, she didn't hit me? Because of all the things that were ongoing, they couldn't comment, and it was a really hard time personally. Whatever. I'm trashing my own guy. Lucas Glover, you know what? <laughs> you say you're in a good place, <laughs> and you're happy with your renewal of your vows. Good on you. Give me another top 15 this week. You've played well <laughs> five events. And third and greens and regulation. Again, we talked about this golf course. A <laughs> golf course where you need to... Hey, maybe I'm talking myself into this guy a little bit. I much. can't I take don't... your pick seriously. I hope he wins the golf tournament by five and also <laughs> screws up your playoff pick. What did their vows say? I promise I won't hit you when you miss the green or the seven iron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, it's... Actually, not funny. Like I feel no, really bad. No, it's not funny, right? Like domestic violence is not funny. But no, I mean, I just, I mean, whatever, man. You're happy. Good for you. Out of the dust bowl. Dust <laughs> bowl. I'll go first. Okay. Teddy P. Junior is back. P. J. <laughs> He's coming back. Teddy P is about to take over the world in 2019. He's going to be an undefeated Dust Bowl champion. Um, it's what he it's what he lives for. I'm going to try to talk to him and be like, how are you feeling this week about the Dust Bowl? Um, not the event, <laughs> just the Dust Bowl. Do you right. think you can beat Dan Trainer's pick? Which, who's it going to be? <laughs> Key. Could it be? Keith Mitchell again, run it back. Keith Mitchell, miscut and everything. We're gonna run it back. <laughs> yes, yeah, we why are. Didn't, 
find him at Tory. What's that? Oh, yeah, he was gone after Friday. Yeah, no, I was there on Sunday, and he wasn't. I was actually hoping that I'd maybe see him walking around watching other Dust Bowl competitors and be like, yo, come on the pod. <laughs> him and we got, we got a lot of fans that want to hear from you. Yeah, you tweeted at him. I'm going to tweet yeah. at him now. We got to tweet at him again. We got to get him in this. He's only got like 3,000 followers. He'll respond to us eventually. We just got to keep nagging him. For sure. We'll I, say John Daly's coming on. Hold on. on. I will make a bet. I will bet that we have Keith Mitchell on this podcast by the end of the year. No, because I think so too, but I want to bet it. <laughs> I think anyone wants to phone in and bet me that we won't have Keith yeah. Mitchell on this podcast by the end of the year, feel free. Mm. Got my Please Instagram do, handle. Please do, because I speaking from experience, Dan is the best person in the world to troll when you beat him in something. <laughs> I will let you come on the mic and the show and you can take my place and just troll him looking right into his losing eyes with Keith Mitchell. It happens so rarely that I don't even know how you'd remember the last time you were able to troll me from beating me. But anyway, so Keith Mitchell, he dropped from second overall strokes gain T to green to fourth overall. You know, it was only because he only added two rounds to the total because he missed the cut. But still, he's he's a good he, he's he hits the ball uh, a long ways. We still got a small sample size on his strokes gain T to green. Putted like shit at Tory, and that was really one of the big reasons that he missed the cut. Um, but I'm going to bet that he's going to see a few drop this week. It's much easier to putt here than it is out in uh, out in La Jolla, California. And, uh, yeah, there's so, no doubt in my mind that Keith is going to put Teddy P. Jr. to bed this week. No chance, dude. Hey, I will actually say... I will actually say that Ted Potter Jr. won't make the cut this week. That he That's won't make bet. the cut? He's not making the cut. Bet it. He almost won in Sony. Yeah, let's, I don't let's definitely Sony. bet it. Like, good for him. We're betting it. Ted Potter Jr. Yes. is not making the cut. Absolutely. Double the bets. Add another yep. one. Just like yep. the Tiger one. Add another one. Just like the Tiger one that I should have won, but for some reason he started playing good on Sunday. Anyway, so thanks for listening, guys. Like I said uh, before, mention every week, Hit that subscribe button on the podcast on iTunes. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you next week. We're going to come. We're going to talk about the Genesis Open out at Riviera and uh, talk a little bit more Tiger Woods. Yes. Ted Potter uh, for president. For the third time. Thanks for listening. Talk to you guys next week. See you guys.